We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Rebecca De Unamuno, Tommy Dean and Tahir. Yeah. Oh Tahir and Becca with me in the studio and Tommy is on the line from lockdown. Hi, Tommy. Hello from home prison hell. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. There was a, a, an IKEA, IKEA incident involving a family member, I understand. Uh, it is true. My wife could not keep herself away from the Southern Hemisphere's <laughs> largest collection of bolts and Allen keys. Do you do you live in a, a in a castle, Tommy? Because you sound like you sound like yeah. you're living in a very expansive. No, that's because there's no fu- there's no furniture there because she didn't finish the IKEA shopping. <laughs> no. I need more rugs. Now let's check that you're up with this week's news. Who um, who's been grounded for bad behaviour? Well, it's us, isn't it? Sydney. The people of Sydney. It's the people of Sydney. And um, this this time around... I.E. Tommy. I.E. Tommy. I know. It's a perfect perfect example. example. (laughs) (laughs) Snap. I know. This this time around's been a bit different. The Mm. the initial lockdown, it was all a lot of like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Like, And and we were all sort of getting information at at the same time. This time around, I was like, about three weeks ago, I was like, all those gigs will be cancelled in five, four, three, three two, two, one. <laughs> Boom on the exact day. since days. then the news has just got worse and worse and yes, worse. Quite depressing today, actually. It is actually. quite yeah. depressing. And I feel like the weather has just changed in, yeah. at exactly the right time to sort of be the, the picture you know, postcard of how we're all feeling. It's okay, but you can. Bl- there's so many people to blame. That's the one good thing. You from the oh, yeah. for the boys of Joey's to, oh, the, to yeah. the vaccine oh, yeah. manufacturers to the. You know, there's a list, isn't there? Well, you're right, Rebecca. The last time it felt like yes, we're all in it together. This time, we're, Sydney, we're not in it together. We're, we're doing different things. So, uh, but it, it has been. A, it feels like naughty, naughty Sydney. Like you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> now, I'd, I'd often go for walks and see people having a picnic. Mm, no having good. A no picnic. good. And the first thing that came, came to my mind is when I saw this shocking illegal behaviour, gee, what a great idea. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? But you're not allowed to. <laughs> but that's my point. That's my point. Like, and, and that's the problem. Like, so we feel like, oh, my God, why is that person doing it? And, but this feel, it, it does feel like the relief teachers. Do you tell people off? Because that's been the – I reckon one of the big decisions for Sydney Siders this yeah. week is do you tell people – when you see the person where the, they've got the mask on but their nose is sticking oh, out, do you goodness. say politely, I say, old chap. No, I, 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 I don't, Richard, because I'm not a troublemaker, right? But I, I do have this question, though. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like on social media, right, you could see people um, – and, and, Tommy, you would have seen – like it, we've all seen it. People go out see throngs of people mm-hmm. and take photos mm-hmm. and say, look at this behaviour. What about the photographer? <laughs> You're also right there. Amongst they, the might, throngs. they might be using a long lens. <laughs> You're there, like just today. I was in the supermarket, Richard. Yeah, yeah. Today it was in, it was very busy because like five p.m. Like like right now, it's five p.m. Uh, I like wish that. I hadn't invited him in. <laughs> which which supermarket were you at, Tahir? Just out of I'm on the Northern Beaches. Northern Beaches is safe, right? 
but for, uh, for the moment, well, for the mm. moment, there's been no, and uh, you know, it's it's quite busy, and everyone's doing the right thing. But then one lady complained to the staff, "Look at this! What a joke this is!" What? But I'm going. You're there with a shopping, f- uh, like the shopping yeah, was full as well. She was there with a full trolley as well, but complaining about other people. Did, there. did you ask if all the items were essential? <laughs> no, I did not ask. Well, that's another thing. The essential uh, item thing has been, uh, you know, well argued, and, and we're all thinking the same thing. Is Kmart? Is the ten dollar jumper from Kmart essential? No. Uh. Why is that place even open? Okay, but I mean, a listener rang in today, uh, yeah. yesterday, and said, uh, "Look, in his neighbourhood, he said, uh, and he listed them off. He said, uh, there's the the, uh, the 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 you know the fancy uh, clothing shop. He says there's the diffuser shop, you know, with the little yeah, scented, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and and the sex shop. And he said, these <laughs> well, are a... these are not essential. And somebody rang in and said, well, come on, they are selling essential oils at <laughs> the diffuser shop. Exactly. Uh, and I, I, I'm actually I'm actually one of the people that speaks up with us oh, because yeah, I catch yeah. public chat. I don't drive, catch public transport. Good, Rebecca. And we the, need you. the other day, and we're talking two days ago, the bus driver didn't even have a mask on. And I get a little – I can't do it with my mask on, though, because normally I would do the disapproving lips, you know, like some kind of like stern teacher look. But now I'm kind of trying to bore into them with my eyes. Like, I can't <laughs> please see my That's what I didn't think the, the mask yeah, yeah. is actually a barrier to dobbing. It is. Yeah. It's uh, to everything, to all forms of expression. Tell me, how is it in the prison? <laughs> well, I'm feeling very unessential right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't got even got any IKEA furniture to put, to put together and ruin your marriage. IKEA furniture. <laughs> uh, I think some of the new restrictions, though, are are designed for men, which I quite like. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the no browsing rule. Is, uh, we've been <laughs> preaching that for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the store, get what you want, and get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always thought there should, be a, there, got... there should be a men's supermarket, shouldn't they, that only offers three products, toilet roll, <laughs> beer, <laughs> pasta, and you just walk in and they put the three things in your trolley and you leave. Fantastic. Perfect, perfect. No shopping list but at all. But it's, it's a difficult one. Like, what is, what's the difference between shopping essentially and browsing? Like, I had mm. to go to the supermarket uh, yesterday, and I knew exactly what I wanted. I went in and I got the apples and I got the mints and I got the milk and then I needed some tin tomato and then I stopped to contemplate which tin tomato to get. And at that point, technically, was I browsing? <laughs> well, see, yeah. See, but I think that's half the problem too. Definitions are pretty flimsy, can, can you, you just use the old middle-class rule, the second cheapest, Tommy. In any product well, line, the second cheapest. Me. That's what threw me. There was sales on two different brands. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Everything can be argued essential. That's the, that's the problem yeah. here. You know, really, if you, if you want to sit down and just uh, any product, any shop, uh, including the sex shop, Richard. Yeah. It's essential. How is the sex shop essential? Well, Somebody so some can... people that have been in several lockdowns alone <laughs> for nearly two years. There's a lot lots of, of people ways, that need Richard. that. Lots of... <laughs> they run out of ideas. And there's lots of things, Richard. Come on. Uh, maybe just experimentation month. I'll, month. I'll, put, I'll put it to Bradley Hazard <laughs> when I next speak to him. Uh, thank God it's Friday is on your radio. Rebecca Day, Unamuno, Tommy Dean and Tahir. here. So uh, in your household, the, the, your wife is a close contact. So she can't do anything, really. The rules are very strict. She's got to stay in her own room. She's got to wear a mask whenever she comes out of the room. She's got to use a separate bathroom if you've got one. She can't, she can't talk to you, Tommy. Uh, that is, uh, well, we you know, this is the second week of lockdown. Most of those rules were already in place. 
So we're, we're adjusting well, quite comfortably. Right. Well, for the whole of your marriage. <laughs> we just call it alone time. So we're, we're, doing, we're doing fine. Hey, seven, seven beds and everything, Tommy? Well, we have a very big bed and a dog, so I think the dog is a COVID wall. <laughs> we should have been wearing dogs on our faces this whole time. <laughs> you are meant to. I'm pointing pointing out you're meant to have separate beds. That's the rule. Yeah, oh, I'm that's, that's the rule. That's the rule. I'm checking that for 10 years, so maybe, again, the, the rules are really coming back into my advantage. Okay, this is, if you're a clo- this is the latest. This is if you're a close contact. Now, now some mm. people are casual contact, so it's slightly less... Uh, arduous for them, but a close contact, you've got to, if you live with other people, I'm, I'm defining you as a person, Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you've got to remain separated, stay and sleep in a different room, use a separate bathroom if available, otherwise clean it after every use, wear a mask when you're in the same roof room as another person, uh, not share household items, including, including dishes, cups, towels, bedding or other items. Sure. Uh, after using these items, you should wash them thoroughly with soap and water or use a dishwasher. Avoid share areas. Wear a mask when moving through these areas and not be in a room with people who are at risk of severe disease, such as the elderly, uh, immunocompromised people or people like Tommy Dean. <laughs> and just, uh, just for clarity on my behalf, uh, does... And again, we get back to a question of definitions here, but does sink equal bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on whether you're a man or a woman. <laughs> and and, and they're, they're all like, you know, very clear guidelines, Richard. Uh, but, you know, and, um, and Tommy, I don't know if you, what you think about this, but they tell you how to separate. What about at the end? How do you get back? They should give you some ideas how to get back. Oh, the reunification Because yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. she, might, she might, after three weeks of sleeping in a separate bed, she, she, might, like, she might like it. <laughs> keep it going. She goes, well, this is another couple of months. But uh, what do you do? How do you get back? Do you so there should be re- Relationships Australia helpline. Yeah, like you, you get reintroduced. Maybe yeah, a like when you see, like I watch a lot of those shows where they get a lot of, where a lot of dogs are adopted out and they have to go for a home visit first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would be just yeah, yeah. opening the door and going back into your kitchen. That's <laughs> see it. if you get along. Well, maybe, you know, maybe we should just take a leaf out of reality TV and it could be like, you know, husband wants a wife back. (laughs) (laughs) She's coming through those doors now. (laughs) Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. We have Rebecca Dayunamuno, we have Lockdown Tommy Dean and we have Ty here with us. We're going to hear some fantastic music soon from Seeker, Lover, Keeper That, Super Band, from Holly Throsby, Sarah Blasco and Sally Selpman. They visited us when we still had an audience and still had live music. Um, no, uh, another question from this week's news. Who, on reflection, has made a very, very bad, a very, a very, very bad purchase. Did you write this question? Yeah, I did. It's all my own work. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked down though. Well, it's not bad. This is the story of the Sydney problem. Uh, the Sydney problem plagued river class ferries. The Indonesian built ferries have um, had a lot of problems. And um, I'm big on this because uh, I, I often use the ferries when I get mm-hmm. to work or if I've got to go to the mm. airport, the fast ferry and the, and the, the re- regular ones. Now, these new ferries will be about a year late, one year late. And this is great from the Indo- Indonesians because it's really getting into the spirit of how the public transport works in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's perfect. They and, then, and then three are going to come at once. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. pretty bad problems, though. So there are three problems. Uh, one, that they, it, when they go under two bridges yeah. on the Parramatta River, no one can be sitting on the upper deck or they have their heads <laughs> off. Uh, it's second, a, it's a second problem, if there's an emergency, they can't reverse without stalling. Yeah, yeah. And the problem that's just emerged is apparently because the angle of the window in the wheelhouse means the captain is dazzled by any night lights and oh. can't see where he's going. Wow. Like it's a thrill ride it at is a thrill. Too. That's like, forget amusement parks, just ch- catch yeah. the ferry. This is a grand new adventure. <laughs> Luna Park <laughs> has got nine new rides. This is the 10th one. This is the 10th this one. The tenth You're one. going to make it. What about on the agree, bridge? You, yeah, Tommy. Sorry. Sorry, I agree. that you know, it's, I think you're playing right into the hands. The Indonesians, I think, have designed this for Sydney. <laughs> limbo parties are fun. They always have been. So there's your top of the deck problem with the bridge. Uh... Nobody can see driving west in the sunlight. We've all yeah, pretty yeah. much learned how to drive into the sun without seeing. Uh, yeah. So the captains should be fine with the windows. Yeah. Just just, the, just, pick, just, of, just just pick a captain who lives in Penrith, yeah. Yeah. And the problem <laughs> going in reverse, that's on our, you know, it's the Australian coat of arms. We prize things that can't go backwards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like the emu. The kangaroo. Yeah, the, the kangaroo, they don't go backwards, yeah, so yeah. neither do our ferries. <laughs> yeah, but you know these new ferries, uh, uh, one of the problems is that um, contain asbestos. Hmm? Can oh. you believe it? Hmm. Like, who is even using asbestos anymore? Hmm? Do they start building these things in the 70s? When do they start building these <laughs> it's things? It's been a very long contract. <laughs> How late are these ferries? <laughs> asbestos. <laughs> Who's using that? I know. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, what's wrong with the ferries we have now? Like, I mean, I, I know they're, they're a bit old, but like to me, they're working fine. I use them. I mm-hmm. use the the uh, fast ferry or the, or the regular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but by the way, it's thirty minutes for the regular one from Manly to Circular Quay, twenty minutes on a fast ferry. And I always think to myself, come the regular one. Why doesn't it just step on it a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> and it can become a fast ferry. <laughs> We're talking like 10 minutes. We're not yeah. talking Did, like... I used to... I, I had a job for a couple of years where on Australia Day, um, being on board one of the ferries on the harbour during the, the ferry race. Yep. And it was so funny because everyone would be cheering on yeah. the different ferries and you're going, <laughs> you know that they're programmed to go this way and this way only. And it's like, there's not... There's going to be a winner. It's pretty inevitable at the beginning. And, and, and the cost, like $1.3 billion for 10 vessels. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know much about... Shipbuilding, ferry mm. building, I, I, I know nothing about it. <laughs> Maybe Tommy knows. I, I, I'm not sure. It seems a little bit excessive to me. This, this <laughs> and that's like, from the professor of nautical engineering at <laughs> well, one point, the, I've never heard of at university. So <laughs> here. Richard, I've got cousins that can do us cheaper. <laughs> cash job, mind you, cash job. But 1.3 billion for 10 vessels. It doesn't seem right. I don't know. Tommy, Tommy do you know anything about uh, ship costs? <laughs> Well, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but I'm deeply versed. Um, like in the sense that I've made boats out of paper for the kids to float down <laughs> drainage ditches. And, and you, know, you would think it's just an A4 sheet of paper, but, you know, once you get experts involved and yep. you have to do some conditional work and, you know, various studies have to be done. I remember the first one we did probably ran out to about $270,000. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I think they're probably expensive, but not, you know, over the top, is what I'm saying. Third question from this week's news. Who has been dogged by some pretty tough criticism this week? Who's been dogged by some pretty tough criticism this week? 
Well, it's the, it's the cats. It's the cats. It's the cats. <laughs> Correct. They've been judged less uh, the less useful pet. Um, which I thought <laughs> that was, there was a study in this, and I thought, yeah, like, yeah. wasn't yeah, that pretty obvious no, from the big, beginning? Big, big university study. They've interviewed all these people about their experience during lockdown, whether they had dogs or cats. Every cat I've met has never looked me in the eye. They've never looked at me. They've always turned, it's always yeah. been their bum that's been looking at me. <laughs> you know, and then you go to pat them and they saunter off. Not now. Not now. But it turns, so... it turns out with the study that whilst the dogs were really thrilled to have their human companions at home with them if, uh, if the people were working from home, the cats actually thought it was an indignity that their own personal space was being invaded <laughs> how, 24 how hours a day. Yeah. I usually sleep on this chair uninterrupted for 23 <laughs> of the 24 hours a day. But I'm a big – I'm dogs all the way. I'm pro dogs. Don't know about you guys, but I'm all about dogs, not well, cats. The cat's got bad, bad PR out of this, Tahir. I can't believe they did a study about this. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need to do a study. Just observe. Mm-hmm. You come home, the dog's excited, the cat's walked off. I mean, why, <laughs> why is there a new study on this? I could have just told him to save more than money. Like the yeah, best you've got I cousins who could do that. cousins who could have spun that study for cheaper. <laughs> Tommy, the poor old cats have got a pretty bad rap here. They do have it bad, but I, you know, I disagree. I, I'm glad they did studies because I imagine there are a great deal of researchers right now who are working from home <laughs> <laughs> who they themselves have partners who are looking across the table. What are you doing? Oh, I'm uh, running a study. Hey, where's the cat? <laughs> but, but and I, you know, I, I agree. I, well, we I, have a dog, and and he, but he's all, dogs live for home. They live for people at home, and and they have no sense of time. So, I don't think my dog even understands that we're home all the time because occasionally we go out and get the mail. And that resets his day. <laughs> <laughs> he, you've been you've been away so long. What twenty seconds? Yeah, it's a movement. I, I went back on this one. Like the cats are very self-absorbed mm, creatures, aren't mm, they? Up and themselves. No, I think it, no find. endurance. Won't chase a stick. Mm-hmm. No endurance at all. Um, and uh, look, they're, they're fake. Basically, they only come up to you if you, you know, if, if they're hungry or mm. if they want something. Uh-huh. Covered, fake, covered fake love, they call it, don't they? Fake animals, absolutely oh. fake. But we had it like quick story. We, we had a cat grow like grow. We, we were when we were young, we didn't have any animals. But my dad bought like a little kitten, um, and we were, we didn't ask for it. Just bought it from I don't know from the factory somewhere, and uh, because we didn't really ask for it, and we, we actually wanted a dog. Nobody actually named this is a true story. <laughs> nobody named the cat. Aww. The cat. Nobody the named name. the cat. So and. My dad would be like, would call the cat by like going pss, 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 like this, right? <laughs> and that became the name of the cat. <laughs> this is totally true, right? People go, "What's your cat's name?" Pss, 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 pss. <laughs> and then all the cats in the neighbourhood would come, <laughs> yeah. right? I got it. I got it. Rebecca Day Unamuno, Tommy Dean, and Tahir are with us now. In a new book, the writer Bridie Jabour argues that turning 31 is the hardest birthday of them all as you realise that life has already closed so many doors. What do you think are the tough birthdays and how come? Tahir. Well, um, I haven't been one to celebrate birthdays much really uh, over the years. The toughest birthday is always the next one as you get older. <laughs> I, I clearly remember turning 20 and thinking, oh, well, there goes my teenage years. I clearly remember that. I think 100 would be a tough one. Because it's, but that'd be great if you got there, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, that's my point. It's a huge <laughs> milestone. It's often in the news. The Queen sends you a letter. But can you really enjoy it? No. <laughs> no you're often rolled out in a wheelchair 
Now you can barely like cut the cake. It's it's a terrible like it's a huge milestone, but we can't celebrate. There's that great joke. Talking about great jokes, there's a great Jeremy Hardy joke that at that age you should treat every day as if it's your last day, i.e., slipping in and out of consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) I think think we got it wrong. I'd love to be um, the aging process should be reversed. We should be born as oh yeah. We should be born as pensioners. And then slowly and get, and get faster and faster and yeah, yeah. leaner and leaner as we go. So, like when we get to like a, a milestone age, we can, we got, we have the body to enjoy it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my two shots. You, you get the, the the queen sends you the birthday of uh, the telegram on your thirtieth or something. You could you could do it. You could run there, have a marathon. Like you're fit enough. You know? Anyway, <laughs> I think hundred would be. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to be. Yes, you've got to hundred, but. It's tough to enjoy. It's tough. Do it the other way around. What's the toughest uh, birthday you you reckon, Rebecca? I I think um, any any birthday that is almost but not quite. So when you're <laughs> you know like when you were um, when you're eleven, you know yeah. you had the big turning double digits birthday of ten. Yeah, but yeah. Now you're eleven, and there's not what is there? What only a few more years till you're eighteen? No, it's seven years till you're eighteen. You're not a teenager. You're not a teenager yeah. yet because when you're twelve, that's exactly right. When you're twelve, people go, "Oh my goodness, in a year's time." <laughs> You'll be a teenager. Yeah, yeah. So 11 just has nothing, which is a bit sad. Similarly, 17, similar process. Because when you're 17, yeah. you can't vote. You can't, you yeah. know, you're not legal you're to a, drink. You're a Janice Ian song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Nightclubs, out. No, you can't do any of that sort yep. of stuff. So you're in this sort of holding pattern because you can't wait yep. to turn 18. But then one <laughs> birthday that a lot of people have a go at is 40. And I could not wait to turn 40. I was really excited because I thought, oh, with this is going to come this huge amount of wisdom, um, perspective, hindsight yeah. in the world. You know, I, could, yeah. I realised the error of all of my ways. Yeah. But instead, uh, all that really happened was that I learnt that I just don't give a damn pretty much That's a anymore. good thing to learn, Isn't though. Isn't it great? That's you life go, wisdom. Yeah, whatever. They're an idiot. I'll just move on. Uh, <laughs> also, the recurring whiskers that keep popping up on my chin, particularly on the left-hand side, when you turn 40, you just go, I might wait a few more days till I pluck them out. Let's just see how long they can yeah. go. This and, is an experiment. And with the mask, leave them for a month. <laughs> that's, well, that's, I think that's part of the problem. Is that why you're on the left-hand side always, like of the desk? Yeah, always, like, always. And yeah. Tommy, by the way, I'm just using your microphone just, just in your in on, in your honour, by the way. Because just, just, <laughs> Tommy normally has the microphone on the extreme yeah. right or whatever. I feel funnier already. I do. And he's heaps taller. It's really I interesting. I taller, funnier, less. Hair, but, but. <laughs> hey, Tommy, what's the worst uh, birthday? Look, I think uh, the worst birthday is number one. <laughs> I think one year old is the worst birthday because yeah. your parents give you the greatest party you're ever going to have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you don't get to remember it. It's the party <laughs> of all parties, and you yeah. only get to see pictures. <laughs> but do you remember only playing with the box that the presents came in? Yeah. That's I distinctly remember. remember so that. many people you don't know, so much cake, so many decorations. One, everybody's celebrating one, and you just sitting there in a chair looking stupid. <laughs> That's very what similar an to a hundred party to be at. You can't chat with anyone. You're no fun to talk to. You probably poop your pants. Yeah. <laughs> All the year ahead uh, holds is toilet training. <laughs> Nothing good about the number one birthday. <laughs> now you bring it up, Tommy. I can't believe our one and a hundred are very similar. They are. And you just have like, to remove the two your, the yeah. two zeros at the end of the candles. You could be easy. pooping yourself. <laughs> you're not aware of what's going on. 
Yeah, everyone's a, making a fuss. Yeah, everyone's making a fuss. You can have an opinion, a really loud opinion, uh, and everyone will coddle, coddle you. The yeah. circle of life here on Thank God It's Friday. Now, you're ready for the Wheel of Death. Ooh, uh, it's Rebecca's yes. turn this week. And on the board, thank you to our kind listeners who've texted in the topics cat hair, nose hair, <laughs> bikinis, puppy love, patchwork, doona, ointment, Jupiter, mandarins, a trapdoor, clowns, seagulls, glitter, tissues, and we're back to cat hair. Which ones fill you full of fear, There's Rebecca? There's a lot of hairy There's a lot ones. Of hair. There's a lot of hairy suggestions. Are people telling me something? <laughs> Those chin hairs, yes. I know what it is. And this oint- segment sponsored by Nair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and ointment, only because it's just such an e- ew mm. word. It's a very ointment. Ooh. Ew. I want nose hair, Rebecca. Okay, all right. I'll on. give you some. <laughs> If you put it on a pig, do you know what it's called? Oinkment. You've heard that one. Here we go. Round and round and round it goes. Wear it soft. Nobody knows today's wheel of death. This topic is... Who put WD-40 in my wheel? I must speak to them. Uh, today's topic is oh, nose hair. That's the one. I picked it. Nose hair. Rebecca De Unamuno on the topic, nose hair. I said to Jeffrey, you must hold on, Jeffrey. There's only two of us remaining. Although you may be in the right nostril and I in the left, we two hairs must cling to the last bastion of skin that this poor, dear, 99-year-old man has. <laughs> Jeffrey was a solid root, and I, by that I mean from the follicle of the hair that grew from the nostril. We met when there were many others of us. We were a family. Some longer than others, some shorter than others. But all of us, when plucked unexpectedly, we hurt. You see, our owner is Clive. His birthday party is coming up. And we told him, don't worry, we will remove ourselves from your nose just as the birthday moment strikes. It's a bit of a pact, Jeffrey and I made. If we were the last two ever remaining in Romeo and Juliet style, we would let no other hair adhere themselves to us. But Jeffrey, through the cold snap that came earlier this year, he was caught unawares. You see, Clive, 99-year-old Clive, sneezed unexpectedly. (laughs) It was after he'd just finished eating his fish and chips for dinner I think it was the spices of the <laughs> batter that got him. <laughs> and as his nose, as, as his eyes, as I've lost body parts, as his eyes <laughs> began to water and I could see his nose and mouth quiver, I said to Jeffrey, hold on, Jeffrey. <laughs> if it's the last thing you do, hold on. But then, just like that, he was gone. With the... <laughs> I could hear Jeffrey, <laughs> <laughs> flying across the room. It's hard when the lights aren't on to see where a hair, a random hair, doth fall, but there it was upon the kitchen table. <laughs> of course, Clive didn't notice and thought it was just part of the sprouts from his meal and ate Jeffrey up. Oh! <laughs> I know it's not a pretty ending, <laughs> but did you expect the story of two nasal hairs stuck up the nostrils of a 99-year-old man to be anything but... <laughs> Oh, don't get me started on the butt. Those hairs are a whole <laughs> other story. <laughs> she brought it home, ladies and gentlemen. She brought it home. That was a lot of paddling in that does, one. Uh, does she die? <laughs> no, she lives. That's one of my favourite ones. Oh, thank God it's Friday. How did you rate that, Tommy? Beautiful. In fact, I, 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 I very much, you know, when you hear a story, you 
you give yourself to one of the characters. I very much felt like Jeffrey. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I know. I think Jeffrey was a lovely hair. Yeah. Yeah, he Tom- did so much. He worked so hard, and yet <laughs> the fate was so brutal. Tommy, in your castle, Tommy, <laughs> did somebody come enter and leave? We heard a door, like a massive door, castle door, open and close. That was the mounted police. <laughs> <laughs> no, just changing of the guard. We don't make a big deal of it. Changing the guard. Thank God it's Friday. Now, a new cookbook by Nathan Lyons calling Cooking with a Curry contains 20 different recipes involving Devon, including Devon bolognese, baked Devon, and a curry snack pack in which the shaved meat is replaced with Devon. (laughs) What's the oft-maligned ingredient that you believe is delicious? Tommy Ding. Brussels sprouts. Mm. Wow, controversial. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. No, you're still on. So why do you, they are they are uh, said to be not very good by lots of people. How come you like them? Deeply maligned. I just I, I just I like them. I think because no one else likes them. Hmm. There's just something delightfully obtuse about wanting broco- Brussels sprouts when nobody else does. How do you prepare them, Tommy? What's your favourite way to cook Brussels sprouts? I'm, I don't do they it. They just boil, don't they? Ooh. Ew. <laughs> well, no, the, well, the traditional English recipe, I can tell you this, is you yeah. boil them for four hours and turn that, until they turn to clag paste. Uh, <laughs> and in, interestingly, you put little Christian crosses in the end right. because they've been, you know, they'll send you to, <laughs> to death and you need that protection. Yeah, they're like little tiny baby cabbages and they pair beautifully with uh, butter and bacon, any sort of good flavoured fat. Uh, so all the, all the other stuff that has flavour and tastes good? No, it just adds to it. It's a, it really, you know, bacon by itself is good, but bacon amplifies awesome flavors. So you take Brussels sprouts, cut them in half, lay them on a baking sheet, lay strips of bacon across them, Ooh. and then the bacon bakes crispy, the oil bakes down into the Brussels sprouts, and just these little beautiful mm. green shots of bacon ball delightfulness. <laughs> it uh, does sound good. thin in a coleslaw, that's also quite nice. Um... But I think, you know, I did, there's something, I just, it was always the one thing, and there was something special about it, because I was the only one in my family that liked them, and my mum would make them. So whenever Brussels sprouts featured at a meal, I had my own special bowl. Mm. It's, a, it's a really <laughs> yeah. traditional Christmas thing, isn't it, uh, Brussels sprouts? Yes, we have them. I don't know if that's because of seasonal, how they really work out. To be honest, uh, my mom bought hers in a frozen bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was in season all year round. All year round. <laughs> Uh, so, she, you, know, I, I, but I, you know, now that I've discovered the joys of the fresh, and I enjoy the babies the best, you know, because baby Brussels sprouts, it's the veal of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Tahir, what's the much maligned food that you quite like? Um, this question, like, you know, I actually thought, this is just my, you know, it's boring thing, but Nathan Lyon, mm. I actually thought he was the Australian cricketer, spinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, and I get, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a curry cook who comes from a, a family where he raised by a single mum. He's got six children himself. He wants to cook cheap, and yeah. Devon's the way. And Devon's the way. Like, but I, I, go, I didn't know Nathan Lyon. But anyway, um, maybe it's my Turkish heritage, but I do love eggplant. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the name of it, eggplant. It's a brilliant name, just eggplant. Just say it to yourself. Um, <laughs> My well, it's mom, kind of shaped like an egg, I guess. It's just, it's that the idea. Thing. It's yeah. an eggplant. It's just beautiful. Um, so this they is, call it an aubergine yeah. in other places, don't yeah, they? It's stupid. Eggplant <laughs> is, is, is much, it's beautiful. Sorry, Tommy? It's my favourite emoji. <laughs> <laughs>
My mum would often make a Turkish dish of hollowing the middle out of the eggplant and be mince and rice and tomatoes, capsicums, baking it. Delicious. It can be used. It's a very versatile thing, eggplant. It can be used uh, in salads, pizza toppings, stir fries. Uh, I think there's a cookbook out there, 20 different recipes involving eggplant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure if there is, but I'm saying... There maybe, should be. There should you be. can take Nathan on. Well, Na- shoulder, Nathan, him, shoulder his Devon book aside. Well, this should be Nathan's next book. Yeah. Like, you know, so, but, um, so, but I have to mention something I do not believe is delicious. And I, I said eggplant, but, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but I despise coriander. Mm. Absolutely. Well, some, pe- some people are kind of slightly allergic to it, aren't they? I'm one of the 20% yeah. that have yeah. that gene that makes it taste like mud. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it? So 80% of people think it's delicious and 20% of people, it just, they're, they're, they've, as you say, they've got a gene. Absolutely despise the smell of it, drives me nuts. And yeah, yeah, and I'm part of a face group uh, <laughs> called no seriously called I hate coriander. I hate coriander. <laughs> and I mentioned this. And There's to, a club. They tried to send me merchandise. <laughs> I joined up. I said, "No, I'm just happy to be part of your group." You know, <laughs> Amongst like-minded yeah. people. <laughs> Tommy, do you like coriander? I bet, I bet he's a he would love it. Uh, yes, uh, I do like coriander. Uh, we call it cilantro where I come from. <laughs> and so I think if you call it that, it sounds even better. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like, Rebecca? Well, uh, funnily enough, Devon, when I was a kid, I never liked Devon as a kid. Because, I, I, you know, as a kid in the 80s, it was mm. always when you went to a birthday party, it was party pies and sausage rolls and then Devon sandwiches mm, on yep. white bread with tomato sauce. Yeah, yum. Cut into triangles. Yum. Never lament the Devon. Never did Devon and what Spam. Well, it's quite never... different. One of the Weird things. Nathan was explaining this. It's called different things in different mm. places. So in South Australia, they call it spritz. A guy rang up from London actually, as yep. we were discussing, and said it's called luncheon meat. Yes. in the UK, luncheon yes. meat, luncheon meat, luncheon which is almost meat. as good as eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> no, eggplant's but, much better. Tommy, is there a difference between Devon and bologna? No, like in America, I think we have it's bologna, the same. Which is, yeah. I think it's the same thing. Well, yeah. well, one listener unkindly said after the segment that I've been talking bologna for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I always, I, I when I was a kid, I always had bad food. Like, so I would just look at something and go, I don't like it. And my mum would say, but you haven't tried it. So Mm -hmm. anything that looks like, you know, healthy and good for me, I'd be, I don't like it, I don't like it. But I was like that for ages with anchovies. Could not stand them. Do not put them near my pizza. I don't want them anywhere near the vicinity of my pizza. Now, as I've gotten older, there was a a time, I think it was in my late 20s, where I just went, anchovies, Mm -hmm. rock. They do. They are the best thing ever. But it's just packaged salt. Oh yes, <laughs> which is why it's so and you good. Some coriander over it. Oh, and have you and like in Spanish um, cuisine, like where they fry them? You know that. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh yum. Big convert to anchovies now. The last uh, point from our discussion of Devon was that in Newcastle, someone rang from Newcastle mm. and said in Newcastle uh, it was always called Fritz until uh, 1939, when suddenly it was called Empire Meat. <laughs> For obvious, for obvious <laughs> reasons. But what, 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 what is it though? What sort of meat? What, what's in it? Does uh, that's a, that's, uh, that's commercial incompetence. It's what, also called like KFC, is it? Like, what's, it's like mystery meat. It's mystery well, meat. It's probably, it's probably pork and ham all chewed up and with a lot of cereal and a lot of flavourings. I guess well, this is why nobody knows what it is because nobody knows what's in it. What's in bologna, Tommy? Do you know? Uh, love, <laughs> <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Mystery meat should be well, the. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the real why name. it's called different things in different countries because nobody knows what it is. No, yeah. nobody knows what's in it. Yeah. So they just come. But up there's with a, there's a reason why butchers are all so happy. 
they know what's in the deck. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, the profits, <laughs> and they're profits. not telling anyone. <laughs> Rebecca Day, Unamuno, Tommy Dean and Tahir uh, with us on Thank God It's Friday. Now, a study shows that the human brain is designed, it came out this week, this, this study, it, the human brain is designed so it sees human faces at every opportunity in a cloud, in a pie, in a swirl of dust. It's part, apparently, of our protective mechanism so that we might spot the face of an enemy at the earliest opportunity. So what faces do you see, Rebecca? Well, if this was an episode of Law and Order, this is the point where I'd say, my own. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's very dramatic. Uh, <laughs> holding up a reflection to myself. Uh, but I've got to say, uh, my enemy, uh, tall people. I would just be, the en- yep. my enemies of, of myself are tall people. Because it's really interesting. I, you I don't just, get to see their faces. You, I don't get to see their faces. <laughs> I get to see that. I could tell them where the hairs on their chins are because I'm looking right under it. I could just, they could pluck onto the left. But, yeah, it's interesting. Like when I used to go and see a lot of live music and stuff when I was younger and going to gigs and things, yep. even now working at gigs, and I'm standing there and I've, I have to carve out my little space so that I can be on a little leveled, like something yeah. that's got a level yeah, yeah. so I can see the band because otherwise I could just stay home. But everyone who's tall, they don't. no one looks down. Nobody looks down. So they just walk as if there's this clear passageway, but yep. I'm actually underneath you. <laughs> like if you look there, you're so on me. So you need a little sign saying I mean, object below. I need a periscope to put up just as a random ties, but I just want to yeah. go. And I say it every now and then, look down, look down. Look down. I'm here. I'm down. <laughs> but you know what every yeah. rock band's knees look like, do you? I do. I can tell you what all the cables plug into. <laughs> I can even tell you where the wiring goes. Yeah. It, it, is, it is weird, Tahir. You know, you've got uh, people who see the face of Jesus in a piece of uh, cheese toast. You've got people yep. who see, you know, they look at a car grill and see a, a happy, smiling face. What, what, what do you yeah. see? Yeah, like this, this is a clear message. Don't do drugs. <laughs> it's very clear. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know about the study again. <laughs> Sorry to be a little bit cynical today, but like, I mean, I can, I think I can pretty much spot an enemy face, for example, and would not confuse a, a swirl of dust with someone wearing a balaclava. <laughs> yeah, two very different things, right? Clearly. Yes, but your brain is designed to spot the face very quickly in a microsecond. Well, I get that. I get the protective mechanisms because like, you know, sometimes uh, with human faces, that is, sometimes I see the face of disdain mm-hmm. when I forget to take the rubbish out. <laughs> <laughs> Only happens like once every couple of years, mind you. It's not a, like you know, and it's like Rebecca, like you on the bus. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tommy, I thought he was going to say once every couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tommy, come on, that's our job. You're not that that uh, fellow in in the pajamas running after the garbage truck, are you? <laughs> I know. I, I've, I've well long given up by then. You know, when your come eyes, back, come back. <laughs> nothing worse when your eyes snap open at like yeah. five thirty in the morning. You hear the truck. Yeah, you've forgotten it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Oh, yes, there is. Run outside in a pair of shorty pajamas <laughs> and do your best. No, that's my point. You, you just got to accept the face of disdain. Yeah, the face yeah. of disdain. Like you know, it's like, and with the master, as you said, like on the bus, mm. you can't tell mm. the the face of, the, of disdain these days. Or yeah, the different faces. It's hard. People got masks on. And... It's also. Have you noticed it's hard to like when we do do gigs and you, you've done a few. I'm sure Tommy and Tahir that have been where the audience is masked. It's, it's do terrible, you yeah. find? Do you know what it does? It affects my hearing. 
I know that's going to sound really <laughs> yeah, weird, yeah. but my other senses go a bit strange. Like when yeah. there's because you can see shoulders shaking yeah. and you can kind of hear a, <laughs> but there's no real like it's and it makes my hearing go out of whack and it's strange. So sometimes we we do these gigs where you have to wear the mask like indoors, and this happened like if there's half capacity, but the rule is like you're allowed to eat and have a drink. Yeah. So I just say, well, listen, just take your time enjoying that drink. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear you laugh. So that is not in the spirit of things. So no, Tommy, do you, see, do, you see, do you see faces in things, Tommy? In everything. Um, in everything. In fact, I think it's actually quite delightful. I don't see it as... I was surprised to hear that it might be geared to enemies when I thought it was, you know, geared to friends. You were looking for help or friendship. And I just see the the delight in all the faces, like the... Even just the rubbish truck. The rubbish truck, there's the two kinds now, the top loader and the... They still have the ones in the suburbs that I'm in that have the back loading. Yeah. yeah. And they look like they're laughing as you sit behind <laughs> them. <laughs> as you run behind try run. to go around. Or as you run behind them saying, come oh, back. Even just the bin lid smiles at you as you, you know, feed it. Yeah. It's this a daily is... bag of food as it gets ready for its big Thursday puke. <laughs> so that's exciting. The stove right now, I'm looking at my stove, which has American ribs. Uh, I'm sorry, my oven. My oven has a big smiley handle. <laughs> this is and beautiful. It's, you know, glowing me. from the inside. And, you know, even in the fire, I've got a gas stovetop. So as the fire blinks into existence under the coffee pot, it just looks like the coffee pot has a little flame beard licking up on its stainless steel eyes, waiting to make the day happy. Oh, and the perpe- faces everywhere. The perpetually surprised PowerPoints. I just saw a PowerPoint I was just looking at one and just went They're always surprised, so shocked That's right, we're in America, oddly, no freedom of speech We have no mouth for our PowerPoints That's beautiful, Tom It just is such a a a positivity Pretty good prison, is it? Yeah, I love it Hey, who were the winners and losers of this week? Rebecca Oh, my winner, and I so hope she's on Saturday night Ash Barty, who's in the women's final of Wimbledon um, And as she's been wearing a dress that's been honouring Yvonne Goolagong for the whole tournament and yeah. I just think in NADOC week it's just all sort of it's this fairy tale stories coming together so it's fantastic, go it? Ash and it will be live here on ABC Radio City that's the best news join the Barty party join the Barty party as they would say and the losers well <laughs> would it be wrong of me to say Sydney <laughs> I feel like we just we are but lovable losers um, we can all get through this we can all do this lockdown and get through it and and uh, be back and operational um, soon so just stick with it Sydney guys I should say Ash will be live on ABC Radio throughout the state including here in Sydney but also on your grandstand app so there are lots of places to hear it to hear winners and losers uh, mine are combined to this week losers and winners so the losers are all the artists we keep keep losing gigs and yeah. things like mm. Rebecca, Tommy, and myself. Um, uh, but the winners could be if people. Obviously, the live scene will come back. So I urge people to um, if you've got if you bought a ticket, don't cancel if you can afford if, if you can mm-hmm. afford it. If you're support the artists and and, and keep, hold on to your ticket and and turn up to the event if you can, of course, uh, afford mm. it. So and if you do that, you'll be a winner. You'll be a winner. We were pretty lucky we got to Wagga, weren't we? So just a little window. We're we're so appreciative appreciative of that. Hey, Tommy, who were the winners and losers? Look, I'm a little split on whether this is a winner or a loser, but I'm still excited by what the world gets excited by. And even though India is having some of the worst COVID rushing through it, 
thousands of them are still going off to a small town to see the world's tiniest cow. <laughs> There's a tiny, tiny little cow that Guinness may soon red, 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 uh, you know, officially announce as the tiniest cow that's ever been. How, how tiny and is thousands it? Thousands of how, people how, are risking COVID to go see a oh tiny cow. Goodness. How tiny is this cow? This cow is like 51 centimeters tall. Wow. That's a tiny cow. That is. It's tiny. You would only need half a pack of broccoli to go with it. In terms of competition, who's the other one? <laughs> uh, there is another Indian cow uh, standing at 63 centimeters. It currently holds the record. Uh, he's milking it now. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Let's move on. And who's the other winner or loser or whatever you want? And look, I feel, I would say uh, losers, but I just, I feel like, in a way, I'm, I don't want to come back to the studio because this has been the most comfortable show I've ever done. <laughs> and I do apologize for the auditory difference. I know we've been talking a lot about my castle, but I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why this you said This is the greatest it. studio I've ever worked in. There's I, the throne. Yeah. And you're already home. You're already home, Tommy. I was wondering why it sounded so beautifully echoey. <laughs> now I know. Now I know the truth. What a brilliant ending. I know. Well, that's the thing with uh, Tommy's comedy. It's always flush with good <laughs> jokes. Uh, we are out of time, but these, please thank Rebecca Dayunamuno, Tommy Dean and Tahir. <laughs> On Thank God It's Friday. Thanks for being part of it. Next week, Alex Lee, Gary Eck and Tommy Dean. Remember, you can find the TGF podcast wherever good podcasts are given away for free. You can also download all the previous episodes. Until then, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday! Woo! 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 Woo!